Netflix book club. Netflix book club. Yeah, I'm not doing this. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Netflix Book Club. My name's Dennis Rooney. I'm Steve McDonald. And uh, we got an extra special episode here today. First of all, we're not recording in Brooklyn, no, as we normally do. we're not at my apartment with my cheap-ass microphones. Yeah, we're in a real studio. It feels good. It does. We're out here at a Governor's Comedy Club in Levittown in the storeroom studio, if they're still calling it that. And we're joined this week... I mean, it's painted on the wall. It is on the wall. Oh, uh, yeah, the storeroom studio. <laughs> we're joined this week by someone who had never seen the movie that we chose... Which is we're, odd. We're joined by Brian McKenna, and we watched <laughs> Goodwill Hunting. Never saw it. And, how have uh, you never seen this? How have you never movie? seen Goodwill Hunting? <laughs> we're going to get to that in a second. Hold on. Right. But we're also super special uh, episode. We got a second guest on, Tim Crompier, stand up comedian. Say hello, yeah. Tim. Hi, everybody. Welcome. Thanks for having me on the Netflix Book Club. <laughs> uh, right off the bucket list, I'll tell you that right now, yep, guys. Yep. Yeah, we're dying to have you in, but you got a bunch of kids, and uh, who's got time for this bullshit? Let's be honest. Well, not yeah. me, but I'm here. But you're here because it was between shows, and we said, come <laughs> on in, Tim. You, well, you've seen this movie a thousand times. This is one of my favorite movies. That's the yeah. thing is I would have probably said no to you coming on if I didn't think you were going to be well-versed in the film, yes. but I know you are. Yeah. So, uh, Brian, I mean, we're going to skip the plugs today. Let's get right to this. How do you get through life so far having never seen <laughs> this movie? Um, one of those movies I meant to see. But just it just never it just never materialized. Because I want I want the audience to know. Uh, go back and yeah. Go. And Netflix only picked it up about two months ago, and I immediately went on my queue. Okay. And sat in the queue, and I okay. just never. Yeah, this is one. Okay. It comes on Netflix. They'll take it off, but they always put it back on. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I want people to know who you are, Brian McKenna. If you haven't heard of Brian McKenna, look up his stand-up, or you can go back and listen to uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Yes. You were on a yeah. couple weeks back to do that episode, but Brian McKenna is a young Irish guy. I'm not going to say you're angry. <laughs> yes, you can. You can say that. You can say I'm not going to say you're angry. I think that you just, you can leave it at Irish. Like, yeah. When it, like, it just implies anger. Like, yeah. just a certain, like, a base level that is a higher level of anger than, like, other white people. Like, mad that you're not being recognized. <laughs> In life. In, In life. life. For your anger, by your anger. I feel like you would beat up a kid outside of an MMA building and then when the master judo guy comes over like hey what are you doing you'd be the guy like oh sorry just fooling around <laughs> uh, yeah i mean it's a very good possibility yeah uh, i mean that kid is like six so yeah so you he just never it. saw this movie it just slipped by you N- yeah it just never got around to it okay. I, w- I always figured it'd be on like hbo but they never really played they i've never really seen anything besides netflix even even really mention this movie anymore right because it's it is kind of old like it's been out for it's been a long time so he's yeah. seen this but ask him how time he's seen clueless how many times have you seen Clueless? <laughs> really I've seen Clueless a lot. What, do you got a thing for Alicia Silverstone? Love her. Really? She was like for the real? first yeah. boy-girl thing. Sure. I could yeah. tell just by looking at him, he had Clueless written all over oh, his yeah. face. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so that's... Tim, uh, this is why I didn't want you here, Tim. Yeah, <laughs> I, should, I should separate me. you two. <laughs> <laughs> and also, right, also, uh, well, we were at the bar during the show, and I asked Brian, I said, do you mind if Tim Crompier steps in? He's around, and he loves the movie. And uh, Brian said, yeah, because also I have an, a feeling that a lot of you are going to be combatant I'm sorry, combative with me over my opinion. And I was like, Brian McKenna didn't like the film. So let's get to that. <laughs> we know why you picked it. You'd never seen it. And yeah. you have to see this movie as yeah. a young, angry dude, I think. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. so stream it? Don't stream it? What do you think? I, I would say... Thumbs up, thumbs I would down. say stream it because it's one of those movies I feel like you have to see. But now that I've seen it, eh, I'm, not, I'm not that impressed. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, uh, why would you be impressed with an Oscar award winning <laughs> movie? But with that, I'm not that impressed with it. Here, here's the, here's could be the problem, though. Everyone talked it up to me like it was the best movie that's ever been created, ever. So when I go in with that yeah. mindset, it's very hard for me to now live up to 
no, I can, I can, I can understand that because that happens a lot where people are like, people will be like, this is the most amazing movie you have ever seen. Like every person that talks to you uses like a trailer voice. Yes. Like they want you to love it so badly. And then you watch it and you're like, well, it's very good. And had I just watched it on my own, I probably would have been blown away yeah, by, exactly. by everything in it. But because you just talked to me about it for five years. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when I saw Heat for the first time. Right, everyone had been talking. Every, my wife's favorite movie, and then I saw yeah. it. I'm like, it was really good. Those two scenes were really good. <laughs> it was very good. Like, you know, it ruined it for me. There used to be this hack comic. Obviously, this guy, he was like like a crackhead hack comic that used to do open mics, and he used to do a an impression of De Niro of uh, Pacino doing, it, and she <laughs> got a greatest. That's fine. So that was like part of his act. So when I saw the movie finally, I was just like, ugh. I think that's totally going to be thematic of this film, though, is when, of this episode, I'd say, of Netflix Book Club, is that this is a movie where, especially at our... Tim, you saw this movie? Did you see it in theaters? I actually saw this in the theater. I'm okay. a huge fan of this movie. Okay, you're a little old, older than the rest of us. So the rest of us are all late 20s. You're early 30s. So... Yeah, that was nice. Uh, <laughs> that was I was going nice. to see if anyone was going to I'm 42 and proud, nice. guys. No, but my point is, though, is that we all saw this movie already having the line like, "How? what do you think of them apples beaten into our heads? Right. Like, none of us experience this film as a blank slate. You know, we all went into this film with feelings and, you know, yes. connotations. I can't, I can't remember if I saw this in the theaters. I think if you I'm, did, you were like tw- 11. Yeah. Right? Well, no, no, no. Like, uh, in 97? In 97. I was born in 86. So yeah, it would have been like 11. Why would your family take you to go see it? Just because they There's, were going? I mean, like, there are certain movies that were, like, above, like, like I should not have seen that uh, that my dad took me to where it was just, like, you should see this movie. Uh-huh. Like, there were certain things I can't, like, there, like, I saw, and, and that happened at home a lot, too, because I had, like, every channel of HBO. That's and a cool like that, parent, like, though. No, yeah. very cool. My yeah. dad. It's very, like... it's very cool, but it's that kind of stuff where it's like, I mean, I didn't realize until way later in life that, like, I was instilled with, like, like all of my favorite comedians are things that, like, I, I realized later. Like, my dad was like, you should watch this, where it's, like, being 10 years old and being shown, uh, like, Richard Pryor right. and, like, uh, and George Carlin and stuff like that, where it's, like... That was the type of stuff my dad did <laughs> when I was like 10, 11, 12. Yeah, so I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if I saw this in theaters. I but can't you don't remember. remember it, though. But if we didn't, if I didn't see it in theaters, then it was that my brothers, we used to buy movies off pay-per-view when my parents weren't paying attention because we'd come home and then just get get a movie and uh, and then just like not ask them and then just assume like, yeah, they'll see it on the bill in like three weeks and then we'll be able to talk our way out of it yeah, by then. Yeah, whatever. Uh, we just won't tell them. And I think I might have had it. I might have seen it then. That might have been the first time that I saw it. But it was like me and my brothers. But you've seen this movie a thousand times. I've seen this movie so many times. And from times. a young age. Yeah. Do you feel like this movie, I, this is me, and I've, listen, I've, I have kids now. It, like, you emotionally get way weaker as the older you get. Uh-huh. Like, you, I'm way more sensitive now than I've ever been in my life. The, I've watched this movie. I can't tell you how many times I've seen it. But I've gotten way more emotional, like, the more I watch it. I watched it last week again while I was sitting on the couch. It was on. And I'm, it's on Showtime all the time, also. Yeah. And I'm watching it, and like the scene comes where he's, where he's with the the uh, therapist, and uh, and there he's like, it's not your fault. It's not your, it's fault. Not your fault. I'm, 
I'm bitch crying like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> Thinking of my kids upstairs sleeping. It's and then, not their fault. And, no, and then at the end where he's like, son of a bitch stole my line and the yeah. car's driving away. Oh, I'm just crying. And I'm yeah. like, what happened to me? The more I watch this movie, the more I'm focused on uh, Robin Williams' character, oh. Sean. But uh, but let's get these stats in now. Steven, you've seen it a thousand times, so you got to go with stream it, right? We love this movie. Oh, yeah, no, I love this movie. I think it's it lives a, up to it's the hype. Stream I'm going it. with it. It's a stream it. Tim? Yeah, course. absolutely. If you've never seen this movie before, I don't want to build it up, but... Brian McKenna, <laughs> the chip on his shoulders on steroids. Let's just put yeah, it that it way. Is. Guys, I think I well, think it might. Why is it so good though? To well, you guys? Like, explain gonna, to me. Yeah, we're gonna we're hit gonna, that. We're gonna maybe, get... maybe it's me. Maybe I'm fucked up. I'm most well, likely. Well, we know yeah. it's you, but we're gonna try and sway you. Okay. Yeah. All, right. All right. After we hit the break, if you've never seen this movie, go watch this goddamn movie. Be yeah, I mean, go watch the movie. Don't let us ruin it. So just go. <laughs> yeah, I do remember the class, but frankly, I found it rather elementary. I remember that class. It was just between recess and lunch. Are we going to have a problem? Again? I was still just hoping you might be able to give me a little insight into the southern colonies. See, Wood says... What'd I say? What did I tell you? You'd be back in here regurgitating Gordon Wood. But you forgot about Vickers. What no. Vickers... I just read Vickers, so I'm up on inherited wealth hunting. But you're no longer the angry, brilliant young mind you once were just itching to vent your frustrations. Oh, you stopped hitting the books with a vengeance, and now I've read shit you haven't even heard about yet. Face facts, my friend. You're just no longer that good. Will Hunting? <laughs> now how do you like them apples? And we're and back. We're back. <laughs> um, yeah, this I this is what I I'm gonna I'm gonna like armchair psychologist this one. Okay. okay? All right. Here go we ahead. go. Um, <laughs> you're you're angry. <laughs> Here you're, we go. You're Irish. Yes. Um, you 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 have an affinity for all of the things that uh, all of these people love the drinking and the uh, and and the having best friends and the possibly fighting or at least in your mind tying people up and beating them later and mm. go ahead continue. and it was so close to you was that it McKenna? Did in this that sense no. that, you, that, that the moment that he was like he's in therapy you're like i don't need to be in therapy i don't need it i don't need to be in therapy and it hit you to the core i didn't i didn't really relate to the characters right. that well. I not really to, didn't. Not to I attack <laughs> a question with a question, but we are. The focus right now is McKenna saying, why is it great? Yeah, I, I just... Uh, what makes it great? Because you yeah, don't like it. You're not saying it's no, a bad movie. Not, I, absolutely but you not. Think I think it's a good movie. Overhyped, though. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with overhyped. Because uh, yeah. the premise is just alone. I think it's great. It's uh, very original. I think it's an original premise, an original story. Uh, uh, a kid that grew up in the gutter of, of uh, South Boston who happens to be have one of the most brilliant minds maybe that the world's ever seen mm-hmm. and gets identic brought out. memory, is that yeah. what it's called? Yeah, it's not he, photographic, but no, it's like... No, it's identical. And then he... Yeah. Not, he can he, speed read and he just absorbs He understands everything. Yeah. So, and then he just, you know, he knows that he has it and everybody knows that he's really smart, but he has to go find other val- uh, places to, to, to release that, you know, to, to exercise yeah. that muscle. So he goes to MIT to be a janitor so he can do math uh, during the day and, and, and solve problems. I think that's an incredible story. And I and I think that Brian, psycholo- you want to go to a psychological, I think you failed math. Poor Brian. Oh, 100% <laughs> I failed math. Yeah, and but that's not have, the reason. You have math anger, and that's why. Yeah, but I failed math because I, I, I'm an oh, idiot. I Brian has math uh, anger. <laughs> I think that, I think that <laughs> it's I'm not like, mad that he could do it, and I can I would can. say that 70% of the world has math anger. Like, we all, at some point, definitely hit, it was like letters entered into math, and we were all like, fuck it, I'm out, I'm out, I'm done. 
Yeah, I agree with did that. Did you like the romantic part of it, or would you think it did not need that? Or? Um, it hurts me that you don't like this movie more. I did I like it? yeah I, yeah the romantic aspect especially I, that's, that's I actually did like that part of uh-huh. the of the um of the movie right. I actually thought that was the best part of the movie and I I think she really? did a good job yeah she was great I think she did yeah, a uh, Mimi Driver great. that's her name right Mini Driver, Driver yeah. yeah is it Mini or Mini it's Mini Driver okay Mini. so yeah. I, I thought she was really good especially when they get into the fight yeah, oh, yeah. They argue oh that's wonderful in the scene. room because. Yeah. There's been a lot of times in relationships that I've ar- – that argument, I was like, oh, that sounds fucking Hey, familiar. ladies, why do you always ask that question at, like, 3 in the morning? <laughs> it's always at 3 in the morning. <laughs> Can it be? After know. I've had four orgasms. <laughs> yeah. I've got nothing left. Hey, hey, Will, how about we change your whole life radically? <laughs> He's like, I live here. I like, would react want? the same way. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd be like, like this, is, this is Boston. I, I, I talk to Sean. What are you talking uh, about? Right, right, right. <laughs> hey, Will. I know you've been lying to me this whole time about your life, <laughs> so I decided I'm going to wait till I've had sex with you three times and yeah. you have no energy left. Oh, man. And then it blows up. He leaves. But, uh, yeah, Mini Driver's fantastic in this. Originally, who was it? I think it was Weinstein who p- definitely put a lot of money into the movie. He didn't yeah. want Mini Driver as the main female lead. He didn't think she was attractive enough. And let's be honest, Minnie's very cute in this movie. She's very pretty, but she's not like, you know, no. blonde hair, blue eyed, big yeah. breasts. Like He, he wouldn't get lady. a girl like that, though, that it, character. Yeah, he right. wouldn't get a girl like that. He, well, would, she, he would get the smart girl, mm-hmm. yeah, the smart like I think girl. one of the things that's really that's that's really nice about this movie, and it makes it it makes it hold up for real, like like it's, you know, it was made in 97 and it's still great, is that uh all of the all of the different parts of it are very realistic. Yeah, it's very genuine. And it's it's very yeah. That's probably the best word for it is that it's very genuine in the sense that it is like he's not going to get the prettiest girl at the at the place, but he's going to get like she like she's very good looking yeah. and she's incredibly smart and she's fun and she's funny, and that's the type of girl that 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 like that Will Hunting would get. And it's the same kind of thing with like like the fight that they have. I've talked about this in so many or uh, a bunch of different times when we've talked about romantic comedies. Uh, when we talked about romantic comedies last week. Oh, I know what you're gonna say. Can I try to guess what you're gonna say? Yeah, go for you're it. You're gonna say is that the fight is over something that's like very easily explained away. It's like, it's yeah. like where you know I caught you with this girl. It's like oh, but I was just helping her fix her dress, and right. that's the truth. And right. you can just say that, yeah. but it always gets blown out of proportion. This is a super no. realistic. Yeah, this is yeah. super realistic. Where it's like where it's like no, I'm super fucked up. Yeah. Like right. I was in a foster care system and I got beaten and I had terrible shit done to me. And one of the things that I one of the things that I honestly like really like about the movie that it it hits me every time when I'm watching it uh, more and more as I get older is that. It's it's the fact that like you were mentioning how it's like he was born like he's he, like from the gutter and like moving up is that it's like he's from like it's not really like the gutter it's like he's just a guy like that's I think that's one of the things I love I really kind of well, love about he comes the movie. from a place where being smart isn't not necessarily a good thing yeah it's yeah, not accepted but, like I grew up in an area where it was bad this my school I went to was real bad and if you were smart you were looked down upon yeah yeah. Well, no, and that's kind of the thing is is that it's like not only is he from that kind of an area but also he's from the kind of an area where it's like. You know, Ben Affleck's character is like, I'm gonna be here and I'm gonna be here in fifty years. Right. And that's fine. Like yeah. I'm okay with that. Right. And it's like that to me is so genuine of certain of like that of that place and that time is that it's like there are people that are just like they're twenty, twenty one, twenty two and they're working construction, and they're doing that and they're like, Yeah, I'm just gonna do this. 
I'm fine this with that. Right. Yeah. This is it. Because I'm they cool. know they can't do anything else. And and to or they just they're too afraid to give it a shot. shot. Yeah, too afraid. Like yeah. he and was, he was afraid to give it a shot. That's what it was really about. And I think yeah. he was in a relationship with a woman that he saw had a huge future in front of her and wasn't gonna afraid of it. And yeah, you know that's something I never thought. Oh, about. Oh no, I've seen. See, I I think he looked at her like, like you know, he almost not resented that she ha- that she was going where she was going, but he's like, I had I I'm helping her with her homework, and I'm I I can't. I don't have the balls to do what I she's doing. I don't have doing. the balls that she has. That's what I was going to say, too. Is I didn't want to interrupt, but uh, another thing that makes her character so real, Mini Drivers, is that she's like she's assertive. She asks yeah. him out. She yeah. comes over and she's like, what are you doing? Right. You didn't follow through. Here's right. my number. Yeah. Let's get in touch. You know, but at the same time, she's also open with him. And another super, it's super realistic, the breakup. It's not like a definitive, we're done, I'm never talking to you. It's like we had a huge fight. He left, said he didn't love her. And then he calls her, though. He still calls her, and she kind of extends the hand, like, I love you, and he still can't. He's still, even over the phone, knowing she's going to leave, he still can't bring himself to open up a little bit and be like, I love you too, baby. Right. Let's make Boston babies. Well, and it's kind of, I mean, I don't think, it's kind of that moment that's like, he's one of those characters where it's like, he's never said I love you to anybody. Right. Well, that was the thing. He he didn't want it. Brian, who was the last person you said I love you to? Oh, well, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> and meant it? Yeah. <laughs> the last not girl family, I dated a couple, a couple, a couple two years, years ago. ago. Okay. Two years ago. Two years ago. That was the last serious one. The yeah. last I love you anyway. Yeah. What don't you? Th- what do you think makes this movie When was the last time you had a good great? cry, Brian? A good cry. That's true. Not that long ago. Okay. You'd be surprised. <laughs> Brian cried Dude, right before good, we did this yes, podcast. Yeah, before. Uh, I think a good cry is 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 in order every once in a while. Sure. I think that's what ha- I think that's what happened to Will's character yeah. in that crazy emotional scene. Absolutely. He wasn't really crying over, you know. I mean, he was. He was crying over the fact that he was abused as a child. But he wasn't. That wasn't a hundred percent it. It wasn't also oh, the yeah. revelation. Uh, revelation of like it's not my fault. He kind of knows it wasn't his fault in right. a way. Yeah. But it's he's smart enough to know that. Yeah, he's smart enough. Though, but it's everything that's going on combined with the confrontation through Sean, uh, Robin Williams's character that he just yeah he breaks down. He looks like a little I, bitch. I think I'll say the, that. the end of the <clears throat> the end of the rung for him as a character was when his friend told him, when Ben Affleck told yeah. him, yeah. Um, I'm gonna be here in fifty years, but like you don't. Have to be. Like right. he, you're sitting on a golden ticket. I love. I've, I. You have a lot I of love that scene. I love that scene. That's like my one of my favorite scenes in the movie. That that's fight that's scene. one yeah, of my that's favorite scenes. Scene. And I also love just like like I love how it's framed, and I loved how I oh, love how it's shot. Yeah, because, shot up while they're sitting against well, the car. Well, it's because it's so the machine in the it's background. It's so fucking simple. Yeah. It's so just like just like yeah, we're just standing in front of a car. Two drinks, like, drinking a beer after not, doing a little construction. Lunch, well, yeah, and it's time. not like a big. It's not like there's like like oh we're building up to something here. It's like yeah, it's just two fucking guys sitting. Well, I that's mean, what makes it a great movie. The dialogue carries it. The words carry oh, it. And that yeah. most movies, it's not. You know, you need an explosion in the background and someone's titty to fall out. But you don't need it in this movie. <laughs> well, and also out. it's not like what I love about this movie is is that like it's a lot of just like shit happening without a lot of buildup. And it's kind of like like a lot of the dialogue is very explosive mm-hmm. in the way that it happens, and it's not, um, it doesn't pretend to be anything else. No, like it has that genuine nature of just like of just like yeah, that's what this is. Like I'm somebody who's like I'm very very quiet, and then I'm screaming at you. Right, right, right. And it's like, and that's kind of how the whole movie is. Gus Van Sant did a great job. Of, yeah, uh, he did a lot of stark comparison shots where he'd be showing like the one side of the world, and then there's like yeah. the Will's world. world yeah. And like yeah. the one that comes to mind is he's having a drink in that super upscale restaurant with Robin Williams. You know. Yeah. And you can tell even Robin Williams is a little out of place in that place. All right. But uh, he says Robin Williams in reference to his dead wife. He's like, I'm sorry I didn't make it. I, you know, and Robin Williams is like, I got the card. 
and the shot is gold, and then the very next, like, it's a hard cut. You don't even think the scene's going to be over, but they immediately cut to uh, Casey Affleck wrestling with the other guy in the bouncy house, you know? And it's like, this is supposed to be one of the smartest guys in the world right now, and he's... That's his life, though. He's off with his friends. <laughs> That's what he's comfortable with. You know. Yeah, th- yeah. That's the other thing I want to go back to about the the thing with Minnie Driver, that relationship. You got to realize he made her, she made. I'm sorry, she made him feel insecure, which is not something he was he, used to. He did not. He's used to being the king of his little castle mm-hmm. and his little group of friends. And this girl comes over, who comes on to him, and he actually gets awkward, and he says, you know, well, the thing, and he defines the word that she's like, yeah, okay, yeah, that's he, totally. A, that's not him being yeah. cool. No, that's him being like flustered. flustered. He yeah. is, yeah. and I think she flustered him. Uh-huh. And I think just the fact it took him, like, just to go to her dorm room and, like, see her, like, that was a huge thing for him. And I yeah. think that's what that, that was all, too. She made him feel things that he's never felt before, what, love being one of them, you know? And I think that was yeah. great. Let's talk about how Casey Affleck steals this movie, though. Apparently, Every most scene. of his lines were improvised, and it drove oh, Gus yeah. Van Sant insane. <laughs> but, like, you can get away with that when your brother is, like, one of the main guys yeah, attached to the character. film. You know like, he I mean? kills yeah. it in this movie. I think it, like, propelled him into other things. Favorite line. I'll trade you. Casey Affleck line. You want me to go first? Give me a second. You go first. I'll go first. <laughs> and it's one of my favorite scenes because the scene, you could take the scene out in the movie still works. This scene has nothing to do with anything. It's the scene at Ben Affleck's oh, yeah. mom's house. Oh, oh he's no, jerking no. off. He's, he's jerking <laughs> off. He comes downstairs and he turns the corner, but he looks at each one of them and he goes, what's up, guys? <laughs> <laughs> he goes, he goes, he goes, hey, fellas, what's hey, going on? He's like walking slow. Like he's out of breath. Were you jerking <laughs> off upstairs in my mother's room again? Yeah. Her room's the only one with the VCR. <laughs> you really got a hump my club? I only used it for cleanup. Up. It's like <laughs> it's for cleanup. That, and then that's the end of the scene, though. That's that whole scene. Yeah, it's that one conversation, yeah. you know. And you don't need that. Was a movie. throwaway. They probably like we have to put that scene. You in. have to. Well, and I like my when he's in the car and he's like, "Stop antagonizing me. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna antagonize me, and I swear to God, it's gonna be." And then that's it. Everybody goes, "Who are you gonna hit?" And then and then they, oh, they start going at it. And, and then so. later on, though, they're like, "He's getting scrappy. Like this kid could fight," right. which makes you think that like there's all these scenes throughout the movie that. They're not showing us yeah. of these guys kind of going out Beating and getting into trouble, you know? Other. I like when they give him the car at the end, and Casey's like, Affleck's like, I did the body work. The car's all beat up to yeah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I did the body work of the car. Like, my favorite my favorite part of the entire thing, because I still do this with my with my brothers all the time, is that we'll look at each other and just go, can I get a double burger? <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I think this movie is so my great, double McKenna. burger, bitch? It's well, all no, these like, it's, it's, authentic it's moments. It's this very introspective movie that is like that is honed in on on like a couple different characters that are like incredibly intelligent, incredibly emotionally diverse that are all at different moments in their life where it's like every single person is is at a turning point in their life in some capacity. What's well, the age too? 20, yeah, 20, you 21. How young they are in this. Turning well, twenty one, turning twenty two. You know. But it's also like it's also like Robin Williams' character is at a turning point of whether he is going to go back out into the world sure, or yeah, stay yeah. in mm-hmm. his in his safe spot. The um the guy whose name I can't remember who won the Fields Medal, who's the uh, guard or something. Yeah, like do he, we like him? His character. He wore a scarf every fucking scene. <laughs> I know. It drove me mad. Okay, we need I'm to like, talk about scarf? his creepy assistant. Did his creepy assistant? Oh my <laughs> God. A, Was there a lot? Of, was it yeah. just me, or are there a ton of homosexual undertones? <laughs> in Oh yeah. And you know what I picked up. The oh, first yeah. time I'm watching this, their names, Tom and Jerry. I never noticed that. Yeah. Huh. Oh, I didn't Man, realize. Their names are Tom and Jerry. At one point, uh, Robin Williams, he's like, Jerry, would you excuse us? Or or Tom asked Jerry, like, Jerry, would you excuse us? And then Robin Williams is like, you too, Tom. And I'm like, oh, who's <laughs> There's a lot, like, this This movie's packed. There's, There's a lot of stuff. There's a ton of homosexual. Well, no, I like the scene where the one guy, he solves, he solves the math really simple, uh-huh. Matt Damon's character, and the other professor just looks baffled. 
and and the professor uh, Tom or whatever is looking at it like smiling like yeah I told him and then the, the little assistant goes behind him he's just uh, uh, Jerry I'm sorry then the little assistant Tom goes behind him he's like sometimes people get lucky yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Damon's still in the room yeah, I think, like, right? yeah. you're a very he's brilliant room, you're yeah. a very brilliant man I yeah. feel like Will like he's like, like no you ain't <laughs> like like he's like I'll blow you in the back room if you like me to yeah can you imagine being well, an actor also, though that that's your job to be the that thing creepy sibling guy. It's it's one of those hey, weird it's, a sad card. it's one of those really weird moments where it's like uh like with that car- like with the Fields Metal guy. Is that Tom or is that Jerry? That's Jerry. Yeah. That's Jerry. So uh so with Jerry is that it's the scene that he talks about when he lights the paper on fire yeah, and yeah, just yeah. drops it is that it's the real like he's at that turning point in his life where he realizes it's like he's at the top of his game and then like this guy who's 20 comes in and just ruins him. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. and it's, and everybody that was yeah and it's and it's everybody that's in there and that's like to me it's one of those things where it's like where it's like it is interesting to have that moment of like you're a very brilliant man don't stop doing math because a twenty year old just schooled you just yeah, yeah, like yeah. just like destroyed you at this thing that you're supposed to be like the top of your field at at MIT and like to like to that extent I think that that's one of the beautiful things about the movie is is that it's like every single person in the movie is at some stage of transition mm-hmm. where they're all kind of like they're all like dancing around each other to see who's going to move first I'd say except like changing for, their life I'd say except for not Casey Affleck, the really quiet. No, he dude. was the one that's. Lo- he was going to be the kid that was going to always have be in and out of a job for the rest of his life. Yeah, probably knock up three fat girls and have kids from all over and be. Like, he barely well, said and, anything and not care. Yeah, like not he's care. my dream. Like he's my dream yeah. guy. Like did my taxes? Didn't do my taxes? Doesn't really matter to me. What are they going to do? I'm already yeah. fucked. Yeah, like, <laughs> well, I no, envy people like that. And and also, what I love about that guy is is that that I only realized this time around is that I'm like he is just always either drunk or hungover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like mm-hmm. he's just that guy where it's just like where it's just like no, I found beer. I'm yeah. good. Like I found beer in my life. I'm done. We've all had a friend like that growing up, right? That like everything That's was true. just complete Once... instant instant gratifications. All that I matters. Still have yeah. friends like that. Yeah, I'm not looking, I'm not <laughs> looking <laughs> five feet. But West's gonna happen right now. Let's talk about this scene. Can I talk about this scene? Yeah. This. <laughs> Ben Affleck scene where he sends him to the interview. And it's the funniest guy. He's in that horrible suit with the boat shoes <laughs> and the socks. That has to be one of your favorite Come on. scenes. Come on. How do you not like that scene? Give me the money. Yeah. Especially, <laughs> you $200? Retainer. That's what I'm you're, you're watching this movie, McKenna. I'm sure you've seen like a couple scenes probably, but you've never seen the movie through the, the whole way, and I bet you didn't know about that scene at all. And that's I didn't, great. No, no, no. I'd never seen any scenes of the movie. I oh, you know nothing. Well, I mean, you knew, no. the, you knew the Apple's line. Come on. Yeah, but that was the only thing that someone had said that yeah. it originated from that movie, and I was like, I didn't yeah. know Which if it not did true. or didn't. Oh, it didn't? No. It no. didn't originate. That's someone saying that's been around all the time. Yeah. How been, do you like them apples? That was in Chinatown. Not not how do you like them apples, but like, oh, yeah, like them apples. Uh, mm. But preceding it with the question, do you like apples? apples that's that, an original, and yeah. that's genius, too. Yeah. He... That's a very funny scene. With yeah. The bow shoes, his, his socks oh, and are pulled socks up. Are and he's, oh, and it's so good. Yes, <laughs> back. back. I'm just saying it's better for your situation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> if I had a little money in my pocket right now, well, I got seventy two. <laughs> I like it. money. I like well, when Damon tells the suspect. Damon tells the professor, he's like, "Yeah, I sent my sent my associate." Yeah, yeah. He's like, "What? Tell what him, why would you tell send him outright?" I sent my chief negotiator. <laughs> That's what he refers to him as. That's right, chief negotiator. You can contact my aforementioned lawyer, and for now, <laughs> keep your nose to the grind. Yeah, keep, keep your, your nose, nose to, to the, the grindstone. He messed the whole thing up. Oh my! God. My favorite scene, though, and it was an improv scene, which I actually went online to find out. The uh-huh. whole scene was improv. Um, 
Robin Williams talking to Ben Affleck about his when his wife farts. farts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's all improv. He's, yep. mm-hmm. Rob, yeah. he's Robin Williams actually talking about his real wife. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's a real story, evidently. Yeah. And you can tell Matt Damon's laughter is genuine. He, it's genuine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's this guy doing? Face. Yeah, he has no idea what he's look talking great. about. No. It doesn't. Uh, someone really laughing, not acting laughing, doesn't it look doesn't good. Look good. Yeah. Matt Damon no. don't look good in that scene. And they're both kind of get like he. Then his laughter gets him to laugh, and it goes. I was like, oh, this is funny. I'm like, this is because this is well, no, and that's. I think that that's one of the things that's that's so brilliant about Robin Williams performance in the movie is that it's like it's like all of the energy of Robin Williams just like contained yeah it's like it's like he just took all of it and just sucked it all in and it's all still there it's not like it's like like you see some comedic actors where it's like they throw away all the comedic stuff they know right and but this was one where it's like it's like he just took all the comedic stuff that he knew and just pulled it back inside to be very quiet and then just would like release it in these little itty bitty hits, uh, you know, like across the entire movie, which I feel like just made it so much more real, like as a human, where it's like even really funny people that you know are sometimes just like incredibly serious in the way that they act, but they've got like funny stories that they can come out with. Yeah. Like there's yeah. there's there's layers to the entire thing, and I love that like the first time that you, I love that the first time that uh, that he meets Will. He puts him in a fucking chokehold. Yeah, like that just made it. it like when That's that I happened, say, I was like, that made me so. It, it like every time I see it, it, I have a different like feeling. But it made me so happy because it was just that moment of like, of like doing like having having the like like that character having that moment where it's like I know that it's like like I'm getting married in August, and I know that if my fiance died and then this is some you. then me. Mm-hmm. And some fucking, like, you know, 19-year-old kid started, like, poking fun at it. Like, I'd fucking strangle him. Yeah. Like, I would pin him against the wall and right. feel perfectly fine Even. with it. And that's why the other two people who were up for uh, the role of Sean uh, was Morgan Freeman and Robert De Niro. Like, that's the two guys they had in mind, they said. Uh, yeah. Damon and Affleck. Like, they'd be doing the voices back and forth. Sean's lines. Yeah. yeah as Freeman. But Freeman and De Niro, even in 97 as younger men, not yeah. intimidating, really. Different but, energy. But yeah, different energy. Robin Williams, while a very funny guy and a good actor, he also, like, dude, those shoulders, he's built like a gorilla. Like, yeah. he was a strong yeah. dude. And when he grabs Damon, it looks violent. It, it, I've, met, I've met Robin Williams, and he's the hairiest forearms I've ever seen. Yes. <laughs> But he, he's, he's got broad shoulders, though, right? Like he looks He's like not he a could, big guy, he but he is. Like he he's, if you meet him in person, though, that's why he's such a good actor. He, is a very, he was a very timid, kind of shy really? yeah. per, and sweet. I mean, he was just sweet. I had like a 10-minute t- conversation with him, and he was the sweetest guy. Yeah. Yeah. He, I, he does a lot with his eyes. That's what I noticed about. Well, he's a good actor because his beard is his, his beard hides his face in this yeah. movie. So it was a lot. A lot was coming with the way his eyes were kind of looking at you, and it, that's the way I felt. Do at you least. think that uh, Red Sox story is kind of bullshit? Because I do think that sometimes about this movie that like the fist. He, well, it was written in the. Shit. It was written. That was a written part because they actually put the the. The, the actual game. The in. game oh yeah. no, I don't mean it was improv. Uh, oh no, I don't mean like I don't mean like it was bullshit. I mean like, uh, I mean like if we're taking guy, this movie for real life, you what know, what guy would actually do that? Yeah, upon because he makes it sound like love at first sight. Like, like she walked in and he was like, "Fellas, I'm gonna go try for this." Because right. that could have been like he slides over the ticket, he goes over, gets shot down, and comes back like, "Can I get that ticket?" Didn't <laughs> work out. You know? So I'm imagining. It has I gotta to, see about a girl. It has to be. Yeah, right. I'm, it has to be. He goes over. He's talking to her. He's like, "I think this is." It goes back to the guys. Goes back to her. Goes back to the guys. Guys, I can't. Like, I'm going to stay. But then we also got to remember, this is before the game. So assuming the game has not started yet, he now slides over his ticket and goes starts talking to this girl. And the game goes to extra innings. 
did they fuck that night? Were they just at the bar for <laughs> seven right. hours? Because I'm point. saying, you hold on to that ticket, lay the groundwork with that girl, and you go catch up from fucking ending, inning seven on, you know? No, right. I think that, I think that like, like what's... That's what I was thinking. This is my <laughs> thing is, is that, uh, I mean, it doesn't have as much impact for me because I don't like sports. So it's not like it's still it's, it's hard. Impact. You well, understand the, the, the story was though. very important for that for Boston. You got to realize that game yeah. is oh, so, yeah. oh, especially at that time when the movie came out because Boston right. hadn't won a World Series. Yeah. That was the that's like the biggest Boston sports story ever. And this guy decided to go talk to a girl instead of go see that. Yeah. yeah. And that was funny at the end, the last line of that scene. He goes, "How did you do that?" He goes, like, "I didn't know." He goes, "I didn't know Pudge was gonna hit a home Yeah. Like he said, like basically saying, "If I knew Pudge was gonna hit one, I probably be like, all right." He owns up later. to it. He's yeah. like, you know, well, no, uh, and that's, maybe it was a little crazy. I think the thing that like like the thing that's kind of beautiful about that scene is is that they don't talk about his they don't talk about his wife that much in it. And they don't talk about like what what did they talk about? How did it, that night go? They don't go into any of that, but it's kind of that thing that's like the love that he had for her was to the extent where it was like, I gave my ticket away, and then that game just didn't even exist. Mm-hmm. It's not like they, like in my head, it's not like they even stayed at the bar to like watch the game, And but he's like with Maybe her. It's like, it's like, no, 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 this girl exists now, and everything else just faded away. Well, that's, that's so great about that scene. Care. It defines you how much he, he felt yeah. for her. Yeah. And that's what's great about this movie, too. One thing is that I've watched it so many times. I'm like, there's not one wasted scene in this movie. No, there's not. I've seen very good movies where you're like, eh, they didn't need that scene, or I don't really understand what that was. That Every scene, you can remember, quote a line from yeah. it, and, and was seamless. I mean, every, every scene. You remember the picture. You know what I mean? You can always yep. bring that picture up in sure. your head, almost yeah. the colors and everything. This is one of my favorite lines from this movie uh, that I caught today. Or one of my favorite lines that I caught this time around. And... Uh, Will says to him, he's talking about Minnie Driver, and he's like, you know, I don't know if I want to call her back. She's so she's fucking perfect right now. And Rob Williams goes, maybe you're perfect right now, exactly. and that's why you're afraid. And I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> is that just that his life is so simple and no, he's so like he called him on what he was really box. feeling. He was saying, oh, she's perfect right now. I don't want to ruin it. And he, and he knew he was bullshit, and he was he knew that he felt in he didn't want to feel insecure. Like I said before, he's saying, oh, she's perfect right now. He's like, you're the one with the problems. You're perfect right now. You don't want her to see what's really wrong with you. It's not you want to see what's really wrong with her, which is really what that whole relationship was about. Yeah. That's what it all was about. He's like, he knew he was a damaged goods. Yeah. And he knew that she probably wasn't that much a damaged goods, even though she had her own issues. Her father died, left them. But I mean, that's what he was perfect to her. He saw saw that right away because that's what it is with everybody. Every time you meet somebody that you like, your first thing you're thinking is, man, I hope she finds out I don't have a giant bald spot in the top of my head you know yeah, what I mean yeah, yeah. or you know maybe this or that about me or that's everyone's yeah. first insecurity that was uh, one of the things I read today it's the was farting like, rule I call it the farting rule yeah when do you get to fart in front of yeah them? yeah that's true totally. nobody farts when you first meet them Gus Van Sant said uh he said in retrospect he was like the only couple things I would have liked to have added if we had a little bit more money he said they, we did have one scene written where Minnie Driver goes to Will's house and kind of gets an inside look of his weird little life right like, you know his home you know yeah our how does Rob Williams phrase it? Our little idiosyncratic tendencies, yeah. whatever the hell he yeah. says. Is he called a bubble? Yeah, he it's something about like you're in, she's going to get in your bubble and yeah. see that you're not perfect too. And they had a scene where it was like that, where she was like, okay, he's not perfect either. So then he does it, because the scene where they're at the, the dog track on the first date and he lies about having a big brother yeah. and coming from a big family, yeah. it's like, that's all, I don't want her to know anything really about right, me. That's right. another push away. Yeah. But she figures like, you know, of course he doesn't have brothers. Like she mm. figures it out, you know. Well, no, and it's like, I think that the main thing, like, with that is is that from the very beginning he's laying the groundwork for her leaving oh absolutely like that's kind of the brilliant thing about the script is that it's like 
every single thing he's laying the groundwork for it to not work out because he's just like, yeah, this isn't gonna work. Like it's never gonna work. Right, nothing because nothing's gonna work for me. I'm so screwed up, and I don't and I don't want to really love somebody. Right. I think I looked at this movie very. Shallowly. Surface level. <laughs> you guys are way deeper in it than well, I am. Well, we've right all now. seen this movie too. That's a true. Lot. Maybe because I maybe have maybe to see it again. Plus, I have to watch it again. I bet I'll... you though, next time this movie's on, you're gonna want to. I feel like this is one of those movies. That's why it's always no, on no. Show I'll definitely watch it again. Sit and watch it. Yes, if that's it's on, what... You're gonna watch. Yeah. it. They have there's a there's movies that people will always watch over and over again. They'll yeah. always watch. You know, Goodfellas. Every Goodfellas comes on. You're gonna watch it. Casino comes on. You're gonna watch it. Casino Good comes on, hunting. you're going to watch sections of it because the movie's three hours Oh, I love long. That's one of my all-time <laughs> sure. favorite movies. Yeah. No, no, that's my I, top three movies. Don't get me wrong. I love Casino, but there are like three times in Casino when it could end and it doesn't end. <laughs> that's what and makes it, it a great movie. On. And the thing is, is that <laughs> it's right. like I love every part of the movie, but there are moments where you're watching it where you're like, and I'm going to leave now because that could be an ending. Right. And then you just walk away. <laughs> couldn't, um, couldn't this movie's name have been like... That was a risk, I feel like, calling this movie Goodwill Hunting. The guy's name is Will Hunting, and it's a play on words, essentially. Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. That's ball. Like, that could have been corny real quick. Oh, yeah. And they say a lot of times, they, they, they do like they do a lot of uh, research into naming movies because they, yeah, want, the, totally. they yeah. want the audience. And, but I think what made this movie, when I went to see it, and I remember this, was watching the trailer for it. Uh, maybe it was at another movie. I saw the trailer for it, and I'm like, wow, that looks actually really good. Yeah. And then seeing the commercial trailer for it and thinking... They they edited the trailer perfectly to go with the name for the movie. Right. That's how I looked at it, and that's yeah. a key thing. Making a trailer for a movie is, is and, huge. And, and for a movie yeah. like this, where it doesn't fit into a certain category, niche, you know? oh, that movie doesn't get made now. Well, and it yeah, especially it does, doesn't. Yeah, no that's it, an IFC movie now. Yeah, it especially was like. I mean, that was the story of that movie, like coming to be, was like, like a huge deal. Like that was that like to the extent that's like they made the show Project Greenlight because of that movie where right. it's like we're gonna give you a million dollars to make a movie is that it's like those is that it's like you know Matt Damon and Ben Affleck were just like trying to make get this script made and it wasn't and like it wasn't until Gus Van Sant signed on that they were able to to move any kind of like get through any doors or anything and like even that, then once like, they got Robin Williams then it was finally then like, it they was were like fine. okay I think we're gonna get this movie made. well and like and then Williams wins the Oscar for it yeah. He well, did no, win, right? He, he won best. Yep. This he was did. the one he won best supporting? Right? Yeah, he won the Oscar for it, and they won best uh, screenplay. screenplay. No, and that's, like, this is one of the things that I think is really funny is is because, like, the first time that I watched this movie, and there's a, lot of, there's a lot of jokes that have been made over the years about it where it's that Ben Affleck, it, is that it's like Matt Damon wrote this amazing movie, and then Ben Affleck was like, hey, can I, can I have been in that <laughs> process as well? Like, I was, I was there. Apparently he, came, he gave it to him. He said, this is a script I've been working on, and then they started working on it together. Yeah. That's and, what I would Well, no, and I the mean, thing yeah, is, is that the more, yeah, the more I, I watch this movie, and also just seeing, like, Ben Affleck actually have a career outside of, like, Reindeer Games. And a great, di- and a great and, director. A and phenomenal well, no, director. Yeah. A phenomenal director, really good, really good actor in a lot of, in, like, you know, in Gone Girl and yeah, stuff like oh, that. Oh, that was great. And, uh, and seeing him progresses, uh, like, as a filmmaker makes me look at look back at this movie and see all of these moments in it where I'm like I think that was Ben Affleck like I think that was Ben Affleck <laughs> right, 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 right. that was Ben Affleck where it's like where it's like I can see the Matt Damon stuff that's in there and mm. then I can also see all of this stuff that's in there where I'm like I bet that that was an Affleck change I bet that was Affleck yeah. I bet that was Affleck and the thing is is that it was both of those things coming together that really made it 
made it right. Like yeah. made it f- made it have. I bet a, Damon a, though was the feeling. one who was pushing for the government subplot thing, which never got put into the movie, and we didn't really talk about. But the were, NSA thing. Yeah, the NSA yeah, was yeah. there was yeah. more of a thing uh, in the first version of the script where like the NSA was really trying to get him on. It board. was unfucking necessary. I thought that was kind of like I'm the like, one eh. NSA scene. Yeah, I was. Kinda I was happy with the one NSA scene. That, been very that one NSA scene, I think, is one of the funniest. It's well like, written. It's well funny, written but I was rants like, in cinema. He's smart. Oh, McKenna. I just love. <laughs> Here's I just the thing. Love I think that's so hard to see yeah. what it was really about. Was this? He wasn't going to take a job, no matter what job they threw at yeah, him. He was so was. he was so screwed up and so afraid to take right. that leap. He was going to make it seem horrible. Yeah. He was going to make it seem like it's the worst. And he was. And he's going to yeah. talk his way. He was going to be so smart that he could talk his way out of anything. Yeah. All right. Final thoughts, Stephen. I mean, it's the the movie's great. It's great I can't movie. get around. I mean, that it's just really romanticizes good. Boston. Stream it. Um, I don't know whether <laughs> I don't know whether it does romanticize makes Boston. Hobbit Yard look good. <laughs> I feel like I feel like out of all of the things, it makes Boston look kind of the worst because it's like, hey, if you live in Boston, this is the kind of life you're gonna. And have. you're not a genius, you're gonna be a piece yeah, of shit. Yeah, if you're not a genius, you're gonna live in a <laughs> shit hole. A you're gonna be shit. a piece of shit. You're done. Brian, still, we like it, but still, you think it's a little I, I overrated? Like it. Um, I like it. Um, I didn't like what, how people talked it up to me. I might have a different opinion. I will probably watch it again. Mm. Um, and I would say everyone to watch it. I would say yeah. watch it because I, mean, I still it's think it's a good movie. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely worth the watch. So I would definitely say stream it um, if you can. Crumps. Absolutely stream it. And stream it, wait a week, then stream it again. That's, That's what right, I say. Baby. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say stream it and, and stick around because I got to – This is, again, I tried to watch this movie with like new eyes because I'd seen it a thousand times, but yeah. I wanted to watch it in full for the podcast. And uh, I'm watching the credits. First song finishes, Miss Misery by Elliot Smith. Love him. Love all the songs. You know what the next song is in the credits? What? Afternoon Delight. Light. Oh, yeah. Fucking hysterical. <laughs> because it's a callback from <laughs> yeah, when no, he no, does. No, it's a callback to yeah. the, one of the darkest it's, but funniest jokes in the movie. movie. He's explaining to the therapist this fake molestation, or maybe real. Who knows? Right. And he goes, starts singing Afternoon Delight. It's amazing. It's dark. <laughs> it's well-written. It's independent. <laughs> it's, it's very genuine, and not a lot of movies get made like it. Stream it. Thank you, Brian McKenna, for being on. Thank you, Thank Tim Crombie, for being Thank on. You. Guys, would you like to plug anything? Should have done this up front. I'm sorry. I got nothing. Twitter, Don't nothing. Nah. Uh, my face, I, my I, my I website, funnytim.com. You can buy my new comedy CD, Fifty Shades of Fatherhood. You can click right on it. Just click on it. it goes to CDB because the iTunes goes to uh, Pandora. It goes on everything, so you could buy it because I have children. That would be nice. Yeah, help feed his kids. <laughs> Brian, Twitter, nothing. At I am Brian McKenna. That's it. There you go. Thank you guys. Uh, f- subscribe on iTunes, Netflix Book Club, tweet All at us, things. Netflix Book Club. We'll see you next week with I don't know yet. We're gonna yeah another another movie. We'll see you then. <laughs> Say goodbye. 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 Bye.